What's up, y'all? Cliff and Chandra here from Not Gospel Studios. Joe Rogan just this week had a fascinating person on his podcast, in my opinion, Stephen Pressfield. He's the writer of The Legend of Bagger Vance. He wrote a fantastic book that's helped a lot of people called The War of Art, one of my favorites. He's a little crazy, and Joe Rogan is too, <laughs> but, it, but their conversation was truly unique and fascinating. We're going to dive into some of the interesting concepts about it, ancient cultures, ancient history, psychedelics, was Jesus on mushrooms? We're going to dive into all that stuff. This is Not Gospel. thought it was so neat that Joe Rogan had Stephen Pressfield on because you introduced me to Stephen Pressfield years ago. Which I don't remember that. Yeah, you gave me the War of Art. Mm. And even in our Desert Island, if you remember our Desert Island five books, I said I'd I'd probably bring the War of Art. And you were like, you don't need that on a desert island. Why would you do that? I was like, just to inspire me to to get up and do. You're like, you're on a desert island. You ain't got to do nothing. Mm -hmm. But that book uh, spoke to me so much. Hmm. And uh, apparently it spoke to Joe Rogan because he was on the podcast saying that he basically promotes that book to every single person. Yeah, I've heard him talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so cool to me that he was a guest uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast this week. And they talked about some pretty interesting things that, especially as a believer and as a religious person, it feels like Stephen Pressfield believes in a certain religion. It almost feels like a religion, the way he dives mm-hmm. into like the mythology about getting your work done and, and being muse. a creative artist. Yeah. yeah, the muse. It feels like a religion. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there were so many – I caught myself writing notes when I listened to the whole podcast – What'd you think? You listened to the whole thing. Like kind of overall, what'd you think about the podcast with him and, and Pressfield? Um, like I don't listen to every person that Joe Rogan has on there. Yeah. I mostly listen when he has friends and comedians on there. Or someone that talks about ancient history that's just entertaining in a lore kind of way. This guy, after like 20 minutes, I probably wouldn't have listened anymore on my own. <laughs> You're not getting entertained. <laughs> but because you made me, I listened to all of it. I twisted your arm. Uh, well, if you can't even remember getting me the War of Art, I, <laughs> he's not going to speak to you. The interesting thing about Joe Rogan and Stephen Pressfield is that it felt like Stephen Pressfield was interviewing Joe Rogan as much as he was interviewing Towards the him. end, yeah. He kept asking question after question. Mm-hmm. He even asked Joe Rogan at one point. He was like, so you're doing all this stuff. You're having a podcast and everything. Like, what? Are, what's your end game, Joe? Like, what are you trying to get at? Mm-hmm. You know, you're obviously questing after something. And he was like kind of probing Joe Rogan, which is usually the other way around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's interviewing something, it isn't just one of his, you know, like stand-up comic buddies. Well, I like Joe's answer, though, to those questions. He's like, I'm just following what makes me happy. And that seems to become lucrative for him. Yeah. Well, and yeah. he even said, he's like, I want to be better at mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. I want to understand humanity better, he's like, which is one of the reasons he has a wide variety of guests mm-hmm. and interesting guests, not just the ones that are the hot ticket in the moment. Like Matt Walsh, when he had him, was kind of the hot ticket in the moment, pretty controversial. Mm -hmm. Stephen Pressfield's not controversial. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just somebody that Joe feels like has something to say and Mm -hmm. he wants to to hear from him. 
the big thing that you have to overcome, and that's what his book was about, was resistance. If you're mm-hmm. going to get anything done, you got to overcome resistance. Mm-hmm. And that spoke to Joe Rogan so much. He's like, I love that idea. You gave it a name. You made it a thing. Resistance. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, an, ugh, like I want to flip it the bird or whatever, you know. The reason why a lot of people can't overcome resistance is because we operate out of the ego. And the ego operates out of fear. Mm-hmm. And that's the motive. The primary motivations of the ego is fear. And he said that there's two things. You've got this tiny little dot like the ego. That's where we all stay. And then you got the greater self, mm-hmm. uh, which the ego operates out of fear. Uh, I need to be act confident and machismo and all this stuff and like get because if I'm afraid of the judgment of other people or the ego says I'm not going to go try this I'm not going to go try and do that because maybe I'll fail it's all this fear for fear mm-hmm. and the greater self he said operates out of love and like everything's love I do this because I love it and I do this because I want to create art and I do this because we're all connected and I want to help somebody else create art that helps them and all that kind of stuff what was cool to me is that I feel like as believers he's just literally stumbling all over you know, the devil and God. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going with it. Yes. <laughs> like, I told you I watched that uh, movie, that documentary Jonah Hill produced about his psychologist. Yes. Called Stutz, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He's developed all these uh, theories and ways to deal with things and these problematic things in the universe. And I was like, if Jonah Hill was just a Christian, he would have gotten all these <laughs> he figured all that out yeah and i felt like this guy was like that too what he called the resistance is just what we call sin and the devil and temptation yeah, and things like that yeah like that is and it, it it's biblical there's scriptures mm-hmm. that are literally saying you know god has not given us a spirit of fear yeah but of power and love and of sound mind or whatever it is and, and like, also also like slothfulness and drunkenness and yeah. stuff like that all the lower level things that bring someone down. Faith, hope, and love, and it says, but the greatest of these is love. And mm-hmm. God is love. He's literally yeah. describing what we know to be God. Yeah. And as a Christian, you're supposed to be uplifting. You're supposed to be looking to the higher self. You're supposed to be a hard worker. You're yeah. supposed to be looking to the good things. So I just, there's so many principles that they're making up other words for. <laughs> I know. Well, and okay, so, and they also talk about, Ancient civilizations and psychedelics mm-hmm. and all these things, and I got notes about all this stuff. But like, <laughs> uh, they t- he talks about uh, how we don't understand how the pyramids were made, mm-hmm. and now they're seeing evidence of ancient civilizations from like way, way back in the day that mm-hmm. may have built these fantastic, incredible structures. And uh, one of the things he dives into is that a- in ancient times there were no distractions. There weren't. There wasn't CNN piping in all the fear all the time. There wasn't because he says the news, the nightly nightly news, mm-hmm. is basically the ego or basically the like resistance. Like I said, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, it's yeah. broadcasting the resistance. Yeah. If it's if it's a fear, oh, there was an earthquake and and wherever, like okay, let's write that down. It's going to scare the crap out of people. If mm-hmm. it's fear, 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 they're going to throw it up on the news. And it's saying it's like basically the voice box for resistance mm-hmm. every single day. And then what he was saying is that in ancient times they didn't have that. In ancient times, they had the connectivity, they had their daily work, what they were doing, and they could focus more on on the greater self. Mm-hmm. But what baffles me is like Joe Rogan and, and Stephen Pressfield will both talk about people in ancient times. Like even he says he, he says he thinks that when you're on psychedelics, Stephen Pressfield says it because when you're on psychedelics and it opens you up and connects you with the greater self – and it destroys the ego. That's what Joe Rogan says. He's like, there's no room for ego when you're seeing that the world's so much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. 
He even says, I think that's the way Jesus saw the world. People like Jesus, how they mm-hmm. saw the world. The interesting thing is how much they seem to revere ancient civilizations and like mm-hmm. the pre-technology cultures mm-hmm. and don't accept what they say is truth. Like when Jesus, who clearly tapped into something big and divine, this mm-hmm. greater self or this psychedelic trip, tells him that I'm the son of God and mm-hmm. God is real and the God of the universe wants to save you they don't buy that yeah (laughs) but ancient civilizations were more tapped into this greater self Mm -hmm. it 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 was so crazy to me well i don't know how joe rogan can tie in how he believes he's an atheist but he also believes in all these spiritual concepts i don't know how he marries those two things that's see and that's what blows me away a little Mm -hmm. bit too is that he's an atheist who openly admits that when he's been on psychedelic trips he's experienced an alternate reality mm-hmm. like you're transported to this alternate reality he seems to think aliens but if there were aliens who made the aliens like he he always stops it it seems to me that his idea is these people experienced these trips in particular there's all kinds of evidence coming out now that and they they mention that that in the cups that the egyptians were using and all mm-hmm. these people were the traces of these psychedelic elements. Mm-hmm. And so he believes that they encountered these these alternate universe or alternate realities and they just put names on them. They just made them into deities. Mm-hmm. Which, as opposed to accepting what some of these ancients said as truth. Yeah. You know, like pick one. You know, <laughs> if it's Jesus, then cool. Judeo-Christian, you know, like clearly there's something to religion if these people that you revere so much who dove into psychedelics some of them or whatever mm-hmm. were able to to do some of these things that we still can't figure out today like the pyramids and whatever else like clearly they're onto something like why mm-hmm. does it stop at oh you're you're saying there's a god okay no mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. why is that the unbelievable thing you you can believe that you're there's an unseen universe that's all around us this realm that we can tap into through psychedelics and you can just believe that mm-hmm. but when you start talking about an intelligent being creating it ah where i draw the line yeah i don't understand that at an hour and a half into it this is something that they also talk about that i really really liked because uh about an hour and it's literally almost at the one and a half hour mark uh he talks about how he doesn't uh read the comments anymore joe rogan and he doesn't read the good ones Mm -hmm. or the bad ones on any of his stuff yeah i thought that was good yeah and he said that the reason he doesn't is because somebody who leaves negative mm-hmm. feedback online, it literally is just deeply damaged people mm-hmm. who want to damage someone else. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah, They want you to feel their crap. They want you to feel their crummy damage. And uh, But you don't have to take it in. Like You can ignore it. You don't have mm-hmm. to read the comments. And I've noticed myself that, – that connected with me so much because I've noticed myself on the channel. We like to have like an open forum. If you disagree with us, we're Christians. It doesn't mean we're going to mute your voice. Let's have an open discussion. I have only blocked and removed the comments of people who were just negative and did mm-hmm. not address what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Like if I if they, if we're engaged, if they're kind of harassing. Yes, yeah. and we eventually get to a point where they're like, "Well, you guys are just idiots, and the, the, here's why you're wrong, and, or not even here's why you're wrong. You're just idiots, and this is how it is." Not even addressing the content of 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 our interaction, mm-hmm. and immediately, I hate deleting and blocking. I hate deleting comments and blocking people. But I get to a point when he read that, I kind of when I listened to him say that, it kind of reaffirmed what I was saying. Is like. 
they just want to damage you. They're damaged, they're hurt, and mm-hmm. they just want to bring you down in their crap, especially when they're not wanting to have a a good conversation at all. Mm-hmm. And I, that connected with me because I was like, that's the people on the comment section that I'm like, oh, so you're just name calling and being dumb. Okay, you're out, yeah. you know. <laughs> but what's what do you think about the psychedelics thing, that there's more evidence of of the Egyptians and all these other ancient civilizations engaging in psychedelics along with their wine and whatever mm-hmm. else. Like, well, I think you got to take everything with a grain of salt. I don't think yeah. a lot of people could come to my house and tell me what I did yesterday. How are they figuring out what happened 780,000 years ago? Like that's ridiculous to me. Well, but also well, like the fishing <laughs> and thing, like they've got evidence that a hundred thousand years ago, it's, they said it's 780,000 years ago, they found some fish teeth. And so that's evidence that there was... Well, back then they, they <laughs> found burnt fish. So there was evidence uh, that they were cooking the fish, but not that they were controlling the heat. And it so was like 70,000 years ago, which is way earlier than they thought, yeah. humans were using like oven technology mm-hmm. to control the heat and cook fish or something like that. Supposedly. Think, yeah, but I think they pushed it to almost a million years ago. It's I think they said 780,000. Like, they think they're discovering stuff from modern, what they call modern man, from that far back. Mm. Well, did you, I don't even, I can't remember if it was this podcast or another another little short I saw of his where he's talking about how they're watching primates use tools now. <laughs> did you see that? Was no. it in this? No, but <laughs> I know they do. Imaging, images <laughs> of, of uh apes now and orangutan using spears yeah that they've apparently seen humans do it and they're teaching themselves to do the thing the humans do and they're like reaching out over the tree stabbing a fish they're reaching over the tree and they're stabbing a fish with the spear and they're getting they're using tools i mean that doesn't surprise me otters use rocks to crack open nuts like it's not that big a deal i didn't think about that that meant That just made me feel way better because he was sitting there like, maybe we're seeing, maybe we're seeing primate. We're observing primates in the Stone Age, you know, like eventually t- 20,000 20, years from now, they'll be more evolved or whatever. Like, no, I, I think animals are just, that's where the buck stops with Chandra. Uh, no, I think animals are just smarter than we generally give them credit for, but about taking things with a grain of salt and Okay. So say we find traces of psychedelics, like they talk about the disciples were on mushrooms and stuff, which I do not believe, but they say I, there's I, evidence for that. I don't I don't necessarily believe that. They didn't and yeah. they didn't talk about that in this, but they they just kind of yeah. talked about ancient cultures. Yeah. But I think if you fast forward a thousand years from now, you know, they're gonna look back and tear apart our homes and stuff and be like, Oh, all the plates had lead lead paint on them and all the houses had lead paint in them. These people were lead poisoned constantly. And I know that's something they say about our parents going through the 40s and 50s and stuff. But you can make a lot of assumptions that don't really change our day-to-day behavior with each other. Like, I ate off a lead plate last night probably because I used those old Cornell plates from the 50s that yeah. had the lead plate. You're supposed to throw them out. I still use them. <laughs> Chandra is off on herself every day. Probably. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, you can make a lot of assumptions from that. A thousand years from now. Mm. There's so many things that they say in this podcast, him and, him and Stephen Press, which it does feel mm. like Stephen Pressfield is essentially kind of witnessing to Joe Rogan, but in his 
weird religion. Mm-hmm. I call it weird. I'm not trying to judge them, but it, when you start talking about this Grecian goddess muse thing that you kind of pray to every morning, which yeah. he does, he says he recites Homer's Odyssey prayer and gets to work. Yeah. And 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 Joe Rogan doesn't necessarily buy it. He says if you've got to visualize it and make it an entity so you get your work done and you improve, he's like, I think that's fantastic. He's like, I'm not buying it, you know, <laughs> but but it does feel like Stephen Pressfield just trying to trying to witness to him about this kind of mythology he's, yeah. he's sort of following almost the entire time. What kills me is they say so much throughout the entire podcast, so many things that I know to be like Jesus speak. Like this mm-hmm. is what the Bible's telling you. There's one thing where Joe Rogan, a big slogan he has is getting in your own way. He says, mm-hmm. you got to stop getting in your own way. Yeah. And uh, when Stephen Pressfield asks, asks him to – to expound on that and what do you mean by getting in your own way he says oh well we're like you know you're so caught up with being successful that you you're literally trying to make content that you know is going to generate this reaction instead Mm -hmm. of just trying to make good art you're literally making it based on the results Mm -hmm. like i'm going to make a video that's going to get this many thousand views and that's it and move on yeah are you trying to make a song that's going to get this many thousand freaking downloads and move on not about just creating a great song Mm mm-hmm and we've said this in, as Christians in our band over and over. I call it engineering the increase. Mm-hmm. You can't engineer the increase. You go in, you write one really big single like we had God is on the move that went number one. And then all you want to do from that point on is get with all these writers and just write singles. And you forget about writing a record that moves people. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's a scripture-based thing because Jesus says like you know when you're a farmer, you plant the seed, you water, you fertilize, and you go to sleep. And you have mm-hmm. no control over whether that grows. Mm-hmm. Literally, Joe Rogan, when he says, get out of your own way, he's basically reciting that parable. He's essentially kind of paraphrasing it and being like, do the work, go to sleep, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Just focus on doing good work, mm-hmm. not trying to engineer the increase. Yeah. And it's that's full-blown, like, you might as well be reading Jesus, bro. Like, it blows me away. I, like, I totally get what you're saying. But also what I thought he was saying was... Uh, like about like instead of living in bitterness, try to live in gratefulness, like an attitude of mind. Yeah. Like, about getting out of your way. Yeah. No, that's true. Like mm-hmm. always being grateful. Yeah. If you did not hear them occasionally step into like, oh, we're all on mushrooms and all oh, like the muse is real and and all this, you would have thought that they were talking about they're just new age Christians talking about Jesus <laughs> and talking about scriptures. I felt like it was crazy to me. Yeah. How similar it was like they just mm. need to know the Lord. <laughs> if I get a chance, old Joe, if I get a chance to tell Joe Rogan about Jesus, I'm sure he's already been told, but still. Yeah. I think he's strongly rejected the idea. <laughs> <laughs> he would think I, I was an idiot. I probably sealed my fate just by saying that and having that out there in on the internet that I'm never going to get on Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wanted to know what you thought about creativity, like where it okay. comes from and stuff. So the idea mm-hmm. that the muse rewards your effort, mm-hmm. it's such a mystical thing to think about mm-hmm. that like human beings can tap into something in them that if you just work and work and work, mm-hmm. eventually something fantastic comes out that you didn't even know was in there. Mm-hmm. Like he, what, what was his name? Stephen Pressfield. Like he talked about, he's like, these stories, he's like, I sit down and start writing them. He's like, these whole things come, stories come out of me that he's like, I didn't even know was in me. I yeah. hadn't put thought into. They just flowed through him, basically. Well, okay, so yeah. my dad's novel, Man of God, 
reading The War of Art helped me finish that book, helped me write mm-hmm. it and commit to finishing that book. It mm-hmm. also helped me write and finish uh, Pillar of Light. Mm-hmm. I connect more with what he's saying on Pillar of Light than my dad's book because my mm-hmm. dad's book was I'm a series of interviews. It's It's based on his life. It's all real stuff. I'm just creating the characters so that nobody can get sued. Mm-hmm. Pillar of Light, the book I hadn't released yet, which if I read War of Art one more time, I'll be releasing Pillar of Light, it sure mm-hmm. the world. But that sci-fi book, over and over, it went in directions I, I did not anticipate. Yeah. Things that I didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's God. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's God rewarding the effort. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I know how somebody could turn around and be like, well, but non-believers write great, wonderful stuff all the time. It can't be God. So the scripture that says, as your faith, so be it unto you. If I believe that if I sit down and I pray for 30 minutes before we sit down and have conversations, God's going to anoint that day with some good stuff, then I believe it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, but do you think it all comes from your brain? And just, you know, like how dreams just get crazy. Or do well, you, I think we're... Or do you think it can be a spiritual component? I think if you're not a believer, especially if you're just kind of like, mm. like Stephen Pressfield, this creativity comes from you. It's an anomaly. You don't know where it came from. So you just mm-hmm. put a name and face on it and move on. Mm-hmm. I think we don't realize how much we're taking in all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, we realize how much resides in our subconscious. You know, like there's so much that resides in our subconscious. We so you don't think, think it's about. mostly brain I and emotion? You've been taking in things yeah. your whole life. It's just you're everywhere you go, look, you know, especially now where we're we're sharing and we're experiencing more information today mm-hmm. than ever in human history. And when that's happening, yes, it's distracting, but a lot of it is knocking on your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe you're just tapping into your subconscious. Like when you're going mm-hmm. and he calls it the greater self. I think when you're going, you're working, you're going, you're working, you you commit to doing it. There's something something about getting in a repetitious mode mm-hmm. of I'm going to do this thing over and over and over and something new happens that literally I think it allows your subconscious to express sometimes. I, th- I definitely think that's a part of it, but I think I get into the more woo-woo spiritual world about mm. creativity than you do maybe then. I don't think there's a muse the way he talks about, like a goddess, the muse that just lights upon you. But I do think that the spirit world is different than we know it to be. Mm. I think there's all kinds of crap going on we don't know about and that we tap into it more than we know, Christian or non-Christian, because the spiritual world exists whether you serve God or not. No, see, I'll agree with that. Like, So as a a believer, I think that uh, the the you know, Satan and his forces and God and his forces nudge mm-hmm. on people yeah. for influence. Yeah. I think if Satan sees an opportunity for someone who's really putting in the work, this could be big and this could be influential in my direction, I'm going to nudge him. Well, I kind of think all creativity, artistry, inventions, I, I, I feel like mankind levels up all around the world together at a it's a great way to say it. At a rate together. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when, uh, you know, when they started getting planes in the air, the Wright brothers weren't the only ones working on it. They just yeah. reached the goal first. It's like mankind as a whole had reached a point where it's like, we're going in the yeah. air now. But yeah, but yeah. but Stephen Pressfield and, and Joe Rogan talk about that leveling up as a bad thing. Like when he talks about mm-hmm. Dances with Wolves with, with Kevin Costner and the mm-hmm. people, the cowboys or the people of that era. 
in the 1800s who were captured by the Native Americans. Yeah. When they finally got rescued, they did not want to return to our civilization. Mm. They wanted to go back to mm-hmm. to the more simple time, the more unleveled, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the leveled down. The burp, burp, burp. They wanted to go back to those times. And he talks okay. about how there's something rewarding and fulfilling that we're missing now in the age of technology mm-hmm. uh, that we try to emulate. Like when he talks about fishing, back in the day, you take a guy fishing and there's this exhilarating feeling when you got the fish, not because, oh, I got a big fish and I'm going to win a trophy at the tourney mm-hmm. because you're going to feed your family. And it's just this exhilaration of rush of like, I've done my duty, mm-hmm. you know? And he said like, nowadays you don't have that. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, you said, like we, we talked about in another conversation, you're sitting in a cubicle for a bunch of dollars and mm-hmm. those dollars don't do anything. It's not providing a service. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy the next thing, but who cares? And so in his mind, it's almost like the leveling up of our society is like mm-hmm. further and further removed from what's good for humans. Well, I think any kind of industrialization like we had at that time where you weren't just, you know, you take care of you and your family. You're on a farm, you're fishing, you're building your fires yeah. every day, you're chopping your own wood. There's a satisfaction that comes deep in your soul in that. But I can see how living close to the land is more satisfying. Did you see how grounding is a new thing when you're when you're yeah they're laying in the bed and there's that guy's got a cable out of his window and he's got metal duct tape on his bed mm-hmm. and then he's like grounding himself while he sleeps. I don't know if there's any reality to that, but I do know. I don't think it can hurt, and I go outside and I stand barefoot sometimes, just in case it helps. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the people that that believe that say, "Well, just in case the Christians are right, I will believe in God." <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think God put a lot of stuff on this earth for us that we don't utilize, and I don't know how much the sun, the earth, I don't know how much that influences our physical bodies. I don't know. Mm. If you like this clip from the Not Gospel Studios YouTube channel, don't forget to share. Click on one of the other links and videos. You can find them here and here and subscribe. I think it's down here. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that it's healthy, that it's vegan, and all of those things. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you.